Live from the meantime in Austin, Texas, this is the Sandlot Revolution Podcast. This is what a Rambler sounds like. Delicious sparkling water made with our limestone mineral blend. This is what a Rambler sounds like. Because Rambler gives back to the environment. Ramblers do it better. Visit RamblerSparklingWater.com to learn more. Today we're talking to Jackie Monocle and Jennifer Sherburn of the Rosewood Ramblers in Austin, Texas. We talk about how the Ramblers started, what they're up to now, and the car that was accidentally stolen. This is Sandlot. bad at podcasting when we did you first. And now you're really good at it. Now you're really good at it, you're pros. (laughs) Really fucking good at it. Thank you, Jennifer Sherburn and Jackie Monocle for being here. Um... Yeah, we're excited. And and now you all know so much more. Yeah, we dove in. Yeah, we dove in. Oh, With yeah. both feet. Oh, yes. And it's so just set up. As far, it's to me, I mean, the most exciting thing about you all is female-led, female-dominated almost. Almost have more females than you have <laughs> men. Like you have, you have way more females than any other team. We do, um, I think. Mm. And a really good non-bro vibe because of that. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. So I guess we should ask a couple of questions. How how, how was the team formed? We're going to cover a little bit of the ground we did before. But how was the, the team formed? Go for it. Okay. Um, well, it was formed pre-pandemic, um, playing some catch in the street and going to play it against sports and getting some balls and secondhand gloves and just going for it. Uh, drinking beer. <laughs> you Brent, know, when you're I off mean, work, just like, you know, let's go play some catch in the street. And then it kind of, you know, we went to a field down the street where we were playing in the street at either of our homes. And um, people just caught on. And all the buds came out. Um, and then pandemic happened. So we were down to having just 10 allowed out on the field. And that was really funny. We were playing um, ghost players. Um, <laughs> I think we learned a lot from that time. And we were just running around super, I mean, bare bones. Everyone, I don't know, um, me and another friend, Casey, we went to play it again then because no one had gloves, and so we just bought a whole slew of them. And we still have that basket of gloves just in case someone shows up, doesn't have a glove, and they want to play. So, you know, still trying to keep it fun and good, and uh, anyone's welcome. And so that was how it started? It was just random group group of friends, like, said, let's all do this, or did it just creep up, like... <laughs> Probably a conversation, smoking a duber and uh, (laughs) drinking some beer. Like, baseball's fun. Let's try that again. (laughs) So, yeah. I feel like it, like, really came together as our immediate pivot to the pandemic, our immediate response to hang out with each other. Mm -hmm. And so it was was just like an instant saving grace from solitude. It was like the one thing we could do with our little pandemic bubble. So Mm -hmm. it did start pretty small. And we yeah. never knew if four of us were going to show up or ten of us were going to show up. So that's where the ghost runners came in. Yes. 
And and then, like a year into it, we were like, we can't do the inconsistency anymore. We have to have people out here. So then we started massive text threads and just mm-hmm. added tons and tons and tons of people to it until too many people started showing up. <laughs> And then that's when it really started. It's like we had yeah. a dedicated like 20 to 25 people coming every time so we could scrimmage each other almost every game. And then we moved over to Signal instead of just our text messages to keep it a little cleaner, yep. like members only kind of thing. Um, yeah. You have like two teams now. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. We, we definitely, the, our last, when we had that uh, double header the other weekend, we had two rosters. Two full teams, yeah. Two whole Rambler teams. Mm-hmm. And then Tall Boys separate. Yeah, Tall Boys are yeah. separate. They're kind of like our little sister team. I mean, yeah, they kind of came out of Ramblers, right, and initially? Uh, uh, well, no. Well, we have a mutual friend, and um, she was actually at a, at a bar, with some buds, and they were talking about baseball, and they were getting together at, um, I don't know what field, and she was like, oh, my gosh, I know some other people that are playing baseball kind of like this. You know, you never know what you're going to get, who's going to show up, kind of. It's, it's organized, but not quite. And um, she helped us get a game with them, and then since that time, we've been playing them almost every Friday. <laughs> nice. For, for like a year. Like a year. Yeah. At least. At least a year. Yeah. yeah. All right, so three teams born out of <laughs> given spiel. And now they're having more people come, and it's, you know, it's just been really awesome, both of us, to see the growth. And, um, you know, especially I think a lot of their guys grew up playing, and so, you know, they, they kind of knew what they were up to, and we're kind of a hodgepodge of, like, I don't know, or maybe I know. I'm just going to come out and run around. feels good. Um, and so they've definitely, I think playing them every week has helped us out a lot for sure. And, and you guys get after it. So plenty of teams, Austin saying a lot anyway, <clears throat> don't practice at all. We have a game maybe every two weeks and that's mm-hmm. the only time we get together. There's a couple teams. I know the Cobras practice once a week, but most, you guys are getting together twice a week and have been for quite some time Two to like Fridays and Sundays or Wednesdays and Fridays. And mm-hmm. I mean, y'all are after it. You're out there a lot, which is great. Yeah. If anything, I mean, it's just, it's community gathering, really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good use of the word. What, and, I mean, what is it about baseball, do you think, that allowed this to happen? I mean, instead of any other thing. It was kind of a, like, pleasant discovery for me because I've never been on any other baseball team I did come with my own glove because I've always had a glove since I was a kid because also a favorite pastime was playing catch in the street, but that was the extent of my baseball playing. And for me in the pandemic, it was just like a game we can play outside that I can actually kind of play. I can hang at least. And at the time, we welcomed all skill levels. And so it was not competitive at all, and it was very inviting and there was always beer drinking and always and getting to know new people. So people kind of came out of the woodworks. So I, I don't know what it is about baseball that does that, but I think more importantly, Sandlot baseball just has that community vibe 
that welcomes people and is all about the good time. So I think we just fostered that. But there's a lot of people that are just passionate about sports. And so I think that energy has driven us to be more cohesive and be excited about coming to practice. So I think it's just about being a part of something outside of your daily life. But that could go for other sports, too. I'm not sure what it is about baseball, other than it's uh, many Americans' favorite pastime. I don't know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What do you think? Yeah, it's just nostalgic. I mean, my dad was on a on a similar league um, when I was growing up, and um, and then my parents were on a co-ed team, um, so I kind of grew up going to their games, and it was it was very much so. It was a league, but it was it was very fun. They always had a keg, everyone was hanging out, um, very fun vibes, but also you know a bit competitive. Um, so for me, it's just nostalgic. And don't sell him short or yourself short. You've told me before that he was on teams like touring the world. I mean, it was part of his career and profession, I think, but he was playing in <laughs> well, <laughs> all over the world, right? No, not all over the world. Uh, it's when we lived in Indonesia. So they, they toured Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. And played baseball. And played baseball. S- Sandlot-style baseball. Yep, yep. And that was an all-men's uh, league. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, have a bunch of – photos, you know, with them. It's kind of like they had a similar uh, jersey to you guys, the Playboys. Um, so that's also nostalgic, seeing you guys out there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's um, it feels good. Community, um, everyone's having a good time. Everyone kind of holds each other. Um, just team mentality. And, yeah, I don't know what it's like with other sports. I haven't really dappled in other sports that much you know, what we have going on now, but um, it's an easy thing. Get a glove, get a ball, can play, <laughs> you know, <laughs> easy. Yeah, it's funny when people people will email us or, or text us or something and say, how do I start a team? It's like, get a ball, get a glove. Get a bat. <laughs> and get, get someone to throw with. <laughs> get, get a bud. <laughs> starts, starts from there. Yeah. Um, and, and so, okay, so – in has it been a year now it's been been about a year not over a year really well we started i mean like she said pre-pandemic like she said the catch in the street started pre-pandemic and then we started forming really regular practices or or meetups i guess um like right with the pandemic started right yeah when was it though when we spoke like at at a game was that last year or was it that the year before? I think it was probably the year before. I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, go ahead. No, 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 I was just twenty. Gonna... I feel like it was t- the summer of 2020. Got it. So, well, we only had one game in 2020, which was in March. Oh. And then it shut everything down. Oh, was it the... So it was either that game against Nashville. I think it was actually last year. Oh, I think maybe it's it been was a year. last July. year. I got so much done in, in a year. I mean, that's kind of what I'm trying to get to. Yeah, maybe it was just a year. I'm pretty sure yeah. that your first Sandlot game was July of last year, which was also the first Sandlot Revolution three-way, Sandlot Sunday. Yeah, it was, it was July so and it was hot. hot. It was the Yardbirds, my I'm team, the Moon yep. Towers, and the Ramblers, which yeah. uh, coincidentally is the – Square off those three square off again this this Sunday. Well, it was the Lovejoys. Oh, you're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Because they didn't start till September. The Moon Towers, my bad. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that three-way was, uh, that was the first Sandlot Revolution three-way, I think. And that was your first official game in playing Austin Sandlot teams, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You had it played, was. You had played Tall Boys and had started been doing your two times a week, et cetera, for a while. Yep. But uh, that was your introduction to uh, the long time. It was, and we were hooked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's e- easy to happen. And mm-hmm. so now you've gotten how many road games under your belt? You've got some planned. You've gotten, you at least did one. We did Marfa, the Yankee Gaios, and then we did um, just a put-together last-minute team in Kerrville. Uh, that's a road trip. That was so fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. You've, yeah. got, you've got a player on your team who coaches in Kerrville, and so he got his buddies together, and that's that's the best. That's he still played on the Ramblers, though. Yeah, we nice. made him play on the Ramblers. <laughs> <laughs> Is he a pitcher? He's a, Yeah, he's in a battery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. And so you did that, and then what do you have on the calendar this year? Any road trips? Well, maybe Nashville. Nashville Jamboree. So, I don't know. I, hopefully, I mean, you're talking me into it. I may do it. <laughs> um, and then I know we want to go back to Marfa, talk with mm-hmm. Nick, and, um, you know, probably set something up for that. I don't know, before it gets too hot down there. Is there a, there's a game that a bunch of teams are going to play in November out there. Are you not involved with that? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Well, I mean, it's a, there's. I I think there's going to be other opportunities to play. Like mm-hmm. I think there's another yeah. mashup. Ooh, fun! Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Yardbirds we'll were invited to the November gig, and this will be our first trip to Marfa, first game in Marfa. You guys have been. Tell us. Tell me what to expect. Tell me what. Was oh man! Like. <laughs> they steal every base. <laughs> Lots of dust. They look like. Benditos. It's pretty badass. The um, backstop is so far away. It's so far. <laughs> it's so, so far. And so even far. first and third. I mean, you're, it, it's, it's just, you know, we're privy to West Texas. We like visit and stuff like that. But uh, playing, you know, is a whole different level. You know, you see them, you're like, wow, they've really adapted to this area. <laughs> we were like coming in hot, being like little vampire players, our little nighttime games um, for a while. And so it was kind of a realization of, holy shit, we need to start playing during the day. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was the one game that I realized, I looked around, we did have a keg, but it was, it was uh, how would you say? Uh, foamy it was foamy so you couldn't get any beer out of it and it was like a light beer and then Definitely everyone else just had canned cocktails and so it was it was a day it was a day of uh drunkenness and um i mean they were just walking those bases i mean they were they were really good but also knew i think how to use their environment field <laughs> to advantage. help them out their yeah. bioregion yeah Home field advantage yeah mm-hmm. for sure for sure we've talked about putting a a, a backstop of some sort in front of that and you know in front of the one that's there so you know put it 15 feet behind the catcher and then putting a band there we we're talking about doing that for this year because it's just too far it's, it's just too, too far, far. <laughs> it's I feel such like they, a hustle it's insane i feel like they've done that before they i feel like the band yeah i feel like someone from the young guy said that they had had that set up before 
Yeah, it's, it, 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 they should do it every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they probably should. I don't know if I'd want to be in the band, but <laughs> it seems a little scary. <laughs> so that this was back when you were not, were not two teams. You had a roster of one team of Ramblers. How many of your folks made the trek out there? Was it hard to get people to go, or was it was that? It's not hard at all. Um, everyone loves the traveling vibe, which is super fun. Well, not everybody, but um, or at least if they could make it, I think that they they would for sure. Um, I think we had. Just trying to think of tent reservation numbers. I can't remember how many tents I reserved. Yeah, it was quite a bit. We had we had like sixteen people, maybe. Yeah, solid. And group. then Kerrville as well. Uh, we camped at the state park. Super fun. Nice. Um, yeah, people people are willing to travel. They're freaking into it. Absolutely. Yeah. There's enough of us, so there'll always be at least one solid team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Available to travel. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. You have new new unis coming. New unis ordered. We've got our yes. <laughs> okay. So we've the got yes, yes. Yes. So uh, yes, the hats are. Um, being made they'll come probably in a few weeks and then we've got a shirt that's coming and then we're screen printing them ourselves and screen printing any other sort of garb that we want to and also kiddo stuff so everyone's going to be in rambler outfits babies 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 Nice. a big part of uh, what howard and northcutt and i are doing northcutt's a, a, a missing tonight happy birthday uh, big guy oh happy birthday um a big part of why we're doing this is to help new teams or teams that exist that would like to expand or start traveling or whatever. We're trying to help folks learn what others have done successfully. And um, you're at two teams now or from a player volume standpoint. How hard Can you talk about how hard or easy it has been to, because um, you guys have a great culture, you've, you've, you've fit yourselves right in, uh, to, uh, to Sandlot Austin anyway, so thank you. Um, how hard or, or not has it been to maintain that culture? You know, you're going to get some bad seeds occasionally. You're going to get some, you know, you, you know there's, there is a numbers game. You don't, you don't want to take on too many people where you've got 30 people at a game trying to get everyone in a bat. Can you talk a little bit about how it's been managing that? Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yes, I can. Yes, I can, sir. Um, It's been challenging at times. um, And, you know, it's really with the the high numbers and, you know, everyone just wants to play. And that's amazing. It's great. Um, But from, you know, a standpoint of wanting to win some games here and there, I mean, that's not, like, our main, like, goal. We're not crazy competitive, but we've got, you know – a fine line we have people that just want to come out and have some fun we have some people that are competitive and so it does upset them right so it's it's trying to balance the two out which has been <clears throat> excuse me we've had growing pains in this sort of way um and you know i think eventually people just communicate and say what they want and um you know kind of chime in which is great because you never know people feel until they tell you <laughs> um but now I think we're on a different level of um kind of you know these these like sub as you would say committees or groupings of people that are on the shirts and design kind of thing and they're talking amongst each other 
And then um, it was Jen's amazing advice of management to kind of have everyone in the loop together of all these kind of subgroupings of getting things figured out and done and um, where it doesn't just land on one person at a time kind of thing like that. So um, we're kind of, you know, uh, it's that also like all is welcome, but like we also can't, I feel like we need to cap it a, a little bit at some point um, and, and adhere to some veterans and also just, you know, showing up to practice, the commitment sort of thing. And so that's still that's still kind of in the works. We're still trying to, like, I don't know, work out the kinks. But um, I think for the most part, everyone's really happy to be there. And as far as bad seeds, I don't think we've really had any bad seeds. Everyone's been super great and open and shows up. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh I think we've got we got a good jive going. Yeah, I think even in emotional moments when people get sure. worked up mm-hmm. they end up talking themselves right back down or they can be open about it. They're open to being talked to or just opening up about what's going on and we get we get it resolved pretty quickly. Right, or I mean, people have, like, never maybe been on a team, and so they don't really, you know, maybe no. understand that you can look to a teammate for advices or, you know, kind of to, to help calm you down or kind of meet you in that feeling, too, like a, a competitive person who's upset because, you know, it's not going right or someone who's not competitive and it's too competitive and they're nervous. You know, there's, there's always someone to talk to to figure it out. I feel like we've definitely gone over a hump of, um, like, just dealing with the inconsistency of showing up to practice and then having a game. And so people people can get a little upset when they show up and don't get to play or only get to play for an inning or two. But I think the message is clear now. It's like, kind of got to hold your own out there on the field and have a good time. And And so I think everyone's on board with that now. So, I mean – me even a heavy hand in supporting Jackie and managing this team. I'm so busy that I can't make half the practices, so I don't expect to actually make the lineup for the coming games. So, uh, so yeah, I think as long as everybody's on that same page, then I think we, we're good, and everyone wants to show up anyway regardless, and you end up getting to play. I mean, they do a pretty good job of um, running people through the lineup and giving people a chance, so... And I'll take the player you talked about all day long. The, they may cross the line, and as long as they can talk themselves right back or after a pat on the back and, and they can recognize that they did step over that line and and, and, um, and make good to apologize, whatever the case may be. I mean, and I'll, just to set the record straight, and this is my opinion, but I think a lot agree. I mean, we are community-inclusive culture, arts, character first but it's competitive baseball and we show up and we want to win a game yeah we don't keep standings yeah we don't report wins on instagram when it's over but everyone's out there to win and when you don't win it's not like we're crushed but in the heat of winning in the heat of competing that stuff's going to happen and we are all out there to you know do our best do the best for our team and um and you know but it's there there is a not a fine line between 
too competitive, and that's the bad seed component. I was kind of asking yeah, about. Yeah, We've yeah. seen some of that. There are leaks for that, right? Sure. And and, and we're not the one. But um, anyway, that was kind of the purpose of my question. Is yeah, it yeah. hard to is it hard to filter that or manage to that? So anyway, thank you. And that's kind of the great thing about baseball is <clears throat> that it, every play really puts itself on one person. So you, it's only one person who's upset with themselves. You know, when, yeah. when someone else is upset at somebody else, another player, that's when it's just not acceptable. It's like, come on, give me a break. You're, you're going to have a problem. You're going to drop a ball. You're, you're going to strike out. It's a hard game. You know, it's, it's like you hit the ball yeah. four times out of ten and you're in the Hall of Fame. You know, like that, that is the facts of Major League Baseball. So, um, you know, I, I, I think it's, you know, it's kind of the nice thing about it is that when one person makes a mistake, there are eight people to pick them up. And, yeah. you know, it's not a whole team that, that did something and, you know, it, where, you know, no one – is, is available to pick somebody up or make them feel better or whatever. Yeah, the point is to hold each other. I've started using a line that you either you or Northcutt taught me, which is uh, you're the only one that's going to remember that error. Mm. Person, you that's know. good, yeah. All right, I want to get to know you guys a little bit better. Actually, I know I've gotten to know you both very well and you're cool mofos, and I want the world to get to know you a little bit better. Uh, first question, you got your... You're going to prison for life, and I'm sorry about that. Uh, you don't have to name the album, but who is the, uh, the you can take two albums to prison with you. Who are the artists of those two albums? <laughs> you can name the album if you want, but you can also just name. Hmm. <laughs> can I pick, like, four? No? <laughs> just two. You can make a mixtape. I could make a mixtape? But only with four. Who is your artist that you're going to go down with? The Beastie Boys. <laughs> Ooh, what <laughs> nice. Nina Simone. Oh, that's good, too. Um, let's go with John Cage. And... And Johnny Cash. Well done. Very good ones. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. You've got people Googling a couple of those right now, which is what I was after, oh. which I like. That was Jennifer Sherber. Ma'am? <laughs> Moving on to Jackie Monica. <laughs> I'm just going to pick two, but it's a hard one. Um, Brian, I think we talked about this before. Our love for Astral Weeks. Van Morrison. Definitely on there. Sweet thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Great song. Great song. And then, you know, I think I'm going to have to say straight out of the box. Do you not know? I don't. I thought you were going to. George Strait. Straight out of the box. Is that like a box set? Straight out straight of the box. Straight out of the box. <laughs> I, I do. Yes. Well, so basically <laughs> it, it's, it's like two albums in straight out of the box. So <laughs> I'm kind of cheating no, a little okay. bit. But, um, yeah, it's, a, it's a lot. Yeah, you did choose one. So he's a sexy uh, voice for sure. He's so good. He's so good. Are we allowed to ask you questions? Sure. Sure. Oh, (laughs) game changer. (laughs) Speaking speaking of prison, what would 
be on your death row menu? Oh. Damn. Uh, can I choose four? Sure. <laughs> no, I would go seafood extravaganza with some lobster tail and some scallops. Uh, I'm a big clam linguine fan. Um, I love, I'd have, to have some, I'd have to have some garlic mashed potatoes. And that's some, four. Well, but that's one plate. Oh. <laughs> I don't, An enormous plate. Uh, I, I'd have an Elaine Bennis big salad next, next to it. And uh, probably some okra. All right. What about you, Howard? You know, I, I have to say, I don't think I would trust the chef. Okay, just so, if you could. So I think I'd probably go with something like an orange. <laughs> or a pizza. <laughs> it's just like, you're about to die. Like, yeah, you are about to die. So yeah, orange matter? is really good, though. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's just a sweetness. Man, a man, I, mandarin or a full size or what? Just, yeah, a full size, like, you know. Like a navel? Try, navel the orange. Navel oranges, yeah. That's kind, yeah. Of, yeah. That's kind of a middle finger to authority. Because I would, I would do, you know... A, like lobster, I love. I love seafood. I would go for seafood if I was super psyched about it. But I think um, it'd be a letdown. It might be a letdown. Yeah. It, may, it may not be that good. And I know that fruit, it's not, it's not let you down very yeah, often. Prison doesn't make fruit. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I thought I thought about that too. Like I would have like a plum or a tomato. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. A tomato. I'd maybe do like pancakes or something. Pancakes, yeah. Like, yeah, I think about sourdough and butter. We can keep talking about this all all night. (laughs) Are you hungry? (laughs) My second question, getting to know you, uh, you both have, um, from my perspective anyway, uh, really cool, admirable careers or interests. Um, You're an entrepreneur. You're uh, the creativity behind. Everyone always talks about the dancers. The choreographer is the, the the quarterback of a dance show, and uh, I'm very complimentary of that. And um, my wife is a studied dancer, and mm-hmm. I can do an arabesque, by the way. Oh, yeah, just for y'all out there. I'd like to see. What that? does that mean? Uh, well, well, well he'll have to show you. Yeah. So, okay, but uh, yep. yeah, tell us tell us about what you both do. Very cool things. I'm very admirable of it. We'll t- talk about it if you don't mind. Do you want to go first, Jen? Sure. Uh. Sh- Sorry to stutter here. <laughs> um, you, do you, would you like for me to talk about the dance? Talk about whatever you, whatever you, whatever you'd like to. The dance. The, the dance. The dance. The dance. <laughs> Just the dance, or, or do you mean the dance here? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, no. I mean, I just made a new dance. I had one last weekend. Um, it was for a private event, so I couldn't invite the general public. It's a wedding. No, it was for the Women in Their Work fundraiser. And we performed in a swimming pool, which wasn't our first time. So we have a, maybe it's our sixth time to do a water dance. But, um, but yeah, uh, choreography is my favorite thing to talk about, producing shows. Um, we've been doing it for a long time, and I collaborate wholeheartedly. I, I have an idea. And now they can all kind of read my mind, <laughs> but, which is great when you find those collaborators to work with. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I produce shows in unconventional places. Um, dance is the root of that, but 
Some people call it um, cinematic. Some I always work with a composer to create an original score for the piece, so that collaboration is really lovely. Um, I collaborate to an, an extent with the venue owners and the spaces they provide, so it's very different every time. Um, and your yeah. company is called? Jennifer Sherburn. <laughs> we people i really need to find a company name i'm taking suggestions i i think that rules jennifer, yeah I do. it's jennifer sherburn presents yeah. um and the reason why i don't like it even though i am the presenter and the producer and the choreographer i the, all the dancers are choreographers too and even the graphic designer the composer the lighting designer everybody involved contributes it's i'm not a solo artist at all so just having my name there is challenging sometimes because we are who makes the work happen so stick with it what about jennifer sherburn and co well my bank account is jack j arts collaborative jac what's the number what's the account number (laughs) (laughs) Eleven, <laughs> eleven. <laughs> there you go. Eight, six, five. Eight, eight six, seven. Sorry, eight, six, seven. Sorry, didn't five, mean to. Five, five three, oh, nine. nine. <laughs> <laughs> five, five, five. Uh, Did you? Can I? Can I? This is not a. Maybe I shouldn't shamelessly self-promote. Of course, you absolutely or should. Do the, Burned it. So I didn't Do know that, this because I wasn't informed. By the Austin Chronicle, but currently you can vote for me as Austin's best choreographer. Yes. <laughs> when how, does that how, end, Jen? How, yeah. April 18th. Okay. Okay. Yep. I just found out about it, and it's just, it's silly because I'm up against Stephen Mills, who's the choreographer of Austin Ballet. <laughs> uh, he's a has Whatever. He's a and other people that I don't yeah, know yeah, yeah, that I'm yeah. sure, you know, it also says best dancer slash choreographer, which is very silly of our community to do because they're not the same i don't really dance anymore and i'm like who saw me dancing <laughs> that's amazing maybe in the club that's amazing. <laughs> is it haven. At the haven. <laughs> that's yeah that that's amazing the um uh, i was gonna say something having to do with uh oh did you you i'm only asking this because you say you didn't know that that was happening. You saw your mention in Texas Monthly, didn't yes, you? I yes, I did. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. That yeah, was amazing. They, um, the da- uh, one of the dancers knew that writer, and he had reached out to her for a ticket. So I knew they were coming, um, but, but they didn't approach me at all. So I just I knew it was coming at some point, and then it was somebody else who saw it first, and we were like, here, Check this out. I was like, oh, it was. it was very, very sweet. No, it was it was the performance here in the batting cage, and basically this writer, and just in a very tight nutshell, said Southwest or South by Southwest is um, Austin Studio or, or, Tours. I'm sorry, Austin Studio yeah. Tours rather. Austin Studio Tours is a little too big and a little too much now. But there was this performance I saw that reminded me of what it is. Oh, mm. well, yeah, it was Texas Monthly ain't no. Uh, ain't no it was, joke. It was kind of awesome. Cool. Yeah, that's kind of. It made me cry a little bit. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we all 
I don't know. I feel like everyone in this room is anchored in how we know and love Austin. Mm-hmm. And so to get that compliment was, like, pretty big. It's badass. Yeah. C- congrats. Thanks. So you acknowledge the team around you. Mm-hmm. you. You're the quarterback. You start the process, practice, practice, practice. Your show's 10 minutes from going on. Are you, like, uber stressed at that point, or you know that you're so – like-minded with the folks that you've worked so hard with the last month or two months or however long that you're just ready to go crush it? Um, it never comes together until the very end. <laughs> and if someone were to witness what we're doing a week before the show, they're like, what are they doing? And this, they're not ready. Um, but it just, it always comes together. There's not a doubt in my mind. I have a very loyal um and trustworthy group of collaborators, and the trust is mutual. And so they allow me to derail the process until the very last minute. <laughs> and they, they're they agile. They maneuver. They make it work, and they also do the same to me. They don't derail as much. It's just, like, keep it together. But um, but they're ready, and they do beautifully. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you've been doing it for a while, and I assume it's your passion, and I congrats Few, very few people get to actually execute and deliver and spend time in their passion at our age these days, and uh, it's pretty cool. I still have a full-time job. It <laughs> 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 gets in the way. Uh, I love my full-time job, but it does cramp my style <laughs> and my time for making art. Yeah. Thank you for making art. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Flowers? Fleurs. Los Flores. Fleurs. What, is that French? Uh, yeah, can be. We. Oui. We can say that. We, oui, we? Oui. Sure. So, listening to Jen talk about women and their work, which is an amazing organization, but we have, I don't know, how would you say, like, we have, um, we're both tied into it in a, in a different way, where women and their work, I used to work for Big Red Sun, landscaping uh, design firm, and women in their work bought their building. Um, and they're, you know, Big Red Sun's still a company, and they're doing amazing work. But um, uh, we did, what am I getting at here? Well, women in their work took, uh, now bought yeah. the original Big the Red Sun. The original Big Red Sun. And then I used to work for Big Red Sun, and then it was a cool point in time where we used um, old grandpa blue truck outside for one of her dance performances at Women and Their Work, which was Big Red Sun's old location that I worked at for a very <laughs> long time. <laughs> and so there we go, <laughs> um, which is very cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, so uh, I, I am a gardener and also have a more of a passion project to grow cut flowers, which Jen has also been an amazing support and involved in. Um, but that's kind of just... That's that's on the back burner, you know, it's a passion project. So we're still kind of figuring out what it means and how to, I don't know, figure it out, how to get flowers to people um, <laughs> and grow them uh, beautifully. But it, it's it's a really super fun thing. Um, but mainly, yeah, I, I, I do gardens, um, maintain gardens around town, all over town. All over town. Gardens all you recognize. Yes. yes, I think you would. Um 
But yeah, that's what I do. Clients of yours. Pretty straightforward. These gardens all over town are clients of yours. I've signed NDAs. I cannot speak. You can kill me. You can tell me you can. <laughs> I'm ready to go. I'm ready to have my lobster and my scallops. Okay, not I. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Congrats to you both. Yeah. I can I ask you guys questions as well? No, no she can't. No, but you can absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I want kind of y'all's origin story of getting involved in baseball also. I wanna hear I wanna hear your past, how you got involved. Howard. Well, my uh, path was um, no baseball since high school. Basically, when I was 38, I think, <clears throat> I got a call from Jack Sanders' wife. And they had. Amazing Anne. Yes. They had just had their first game in New Bern, Alabama. And everyone hurt themselves. <laughs> everyone threw their arms out. Everyone pulled a muscle. Everyone was just <laughs> crushed. And they got beat just horribly. And she called me up and said, literally, I picked up the phone. I was like, hey, Ann. She's like, hey, Howard. Hey, you seem athletic. Do you play baseball? I was like, uh, high school. She's like, what position? I said, catcher. She goes, okay, you're on the team. I was like, what? fuck are you talking about <laughs> and she was like i'll tell you later so it's, it's a baseball team that you, you're play and that was how i got on the team so yeah right so on. how long ago was that 16 years ago wow the playboys have been around for 16 years yeah how long was it before the playboys had a team to play in austin Five, probably so, at least. So the Harden Arrows are 10 or 11 years old. You guys yeah. practiced a lot, scrimmaged a lot. And yeah. Did Alabama Dang. a couple times. We played on little field like y'all did. Yeah. You know, we played on the little Go Valley field. I don't know if you even know of it. The other field yes. that's on the other side. Yeah. I've seen it. Played over there. And, um, and heck, 15 years ago was the first Marfa, the first El Cosmico. Oh, awesome. Or Trans Pecos, rather. Mm-hmm. Marfa game. Mm-hmm. And so we did that um, and then started to look for teams. And I think the first team probably came out of Houston after the Marfa game. And then, was that know, the so Gamblers? Like, it was Gamblers? the Houston Sugar. Oh. Yeah, originally. Not, 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 the gam- not originally the Gamblers. The Gamblers are different. But the Houston Sugar was the first Houston team. Um, and then there was... There's a game in Galveston, and basically we were calling people. Ooh, Galvi, any, love Galvi. Yeah. Maybe we need to get a little ocean game going. Yeah, yeah. And anywhere <laughs> we could, we just call people up and be like, "Hey, you need to put together a team." Yeah, <laughs> so that's kind of like the curveball thing. It's yeah. kind of like, "Hey, let's get this done and have some fun." Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's how it was for the first however many years, and yeah, we did not play many games a year, and then uh, yeah, slowly but surely, teams, and then we played in. Other leagues, there was there was a, this guy named Frank who had a, a league um, that was um, a men's league that that we used to play kind of regularly at Goval, um, and uh, but we never wanted to join it. We just wanted to play. So yeah, it just slowly picked up speed. 
It keeps picking up speed. <laughs> like yeah, no does. other. I mean, this is like right there. I mean, there were a few articles. I cannot remember where. It's on our thread, signal thread. But how Sandlot Baseball is like literally making, I mean, news of people Sports are just Illustrated, like going nuts LB. for it. Yeah. So how does it feel? I mean, like, I guess with Jack and at the, the long time, I mean, just more teams coming up and up and up. And it's like more the merrier is it a little, is it, is it kind of scary how many people are starting and like no, wanting no. to play there? Like, I guess. It's scary how many we don't know not about. scary. Well, like, yeah. you know, you never know. No, absolutely. It's, it's great. It's, I mean, Jack, Jack is. The field of dreams of Austin. Has created the long time, the field of dreams and the Texas Playboys. I, I feel like I'm not speaking out of turn really. They are his lifelong art project. Yeah. Oh. And, and it is, this is his, his art project that he has been, um, he was, he was, if you've, haven't seen the Yeti film. You should see the long time Yeti film. Uh, it talks about when he was a student at, at Auburn and how, why he was inspired to do this. And he built a, a backstop in New Bern, Alabama. And then years later took a team and created this team and took the team back to New Bern, Alabama. And then that's, that's basically where it all started. So, I, I think he's very happy to have influenced um, as many people and teams as he has because even a lot of teams that don't realize that they were influenced by him mm-hmm. were. Yeah, um, oh, absolutely. And, and you know, there, there's so many teams that have started since, say, 2014. And you know that's that's eight years after you know the Playboys first started, and um, se- you know several articles and different things like that, and um, so it's it's a uh, I think a great testament to his vision and his his artistry and um, what he's building. But no, he he loves what he's doing. He's going to keep doing what he's doing, and he's happy that everybody else is doing their own thing and doing it their own way. Like yeah. you all are doing your thing totally different than, you know, people, other teams and, you know, mm-hmm. the Cobras, the Hard Narrows, everybody does it their own way. And that's yeah, the, the great thing about individuality it. Individuality is really cool to see and play these different teams. And I think what we were talking about, having those mashups, which is so fun to do. So you're in the dugout with so many different, you know, people and get to kind of like talk about it, uh, commiserate of, you know, just just meeting these folks um rather they're you know yeah just like want to have a fun time or like uber competitive or you know whatever it is everyone seems to have um some great camaraderie regardless and, and howard well put um about what all that jack has done thank you for the question jackie mm-hmm. um and and whether a team out there was influenced had heard about and was influenced <clears throat> to get going by what Jack has done or not, you know, kudos to you, Howard, who you started almost two years ago now, um, Sandlot Revolution, and we consider ourselves the unofficial non-governing body of Sandlot Baseball. 
and you've gone out and found and helping centralize, which a better word is introduce, the upwards of 90 or 100 teams that are all over the place. And they're not Sandlot. Many of them are. They're not They're this league or that league. No, they call their quote-unquote league something different. But the spirit, you're finding teams who are playing baseball in the spirit that we all recognize is one of the most meaningful things I've discovered in my life and one of the most meaningful things I do on a week-by-week basis and one of the most meaningful things I go and spend three hours with my pals and my new pals when I'm playing a team doing, and there's a lot of that out there, and we're trying to get the word. So you say, is it mm-hmm. scary? The more? No, it's exciting. And well, it's, I think scary was wrong to say. I mean, overwhelming. Well, right. that, maybe overwhelming yeah, of, like, it's, people are, you know, coming up, and it's, I mean, it's, it's fast moving. Scary, fast scary is a fine word to use. It's just it's a fast moving thing, and we're trying fast change. Yeah, yeah, and I and, and I'm it is in some regard. It's also exciting as all get out because, you know, that's what we're trying to do is spread the word that yeah. that there's a diminishing sense of community, there's a diminishing, there's an increased sense of separation and isolation and mental health issues and lack of vulnerability or at least the ability to talk about it, and all these things. At the root of what we all do, all those things are addressed organically. Yeah, isn't it it's, so cool to see people, sorry to interrupt, um, like come out of their shells, see that like kind of firsthand, first day, and then like seeing even like, you know, not really having like a, you know, time, um, you know, point in that, but um, some people, I mean, come out of their shells like in a month or like maybe it takes a little longer and it's. It's been, like, psychologically so fucking cool to see people, like, become their own person in a way, Um, like, regarding coming together and and being with, like, random people. I mean, some people don't know anybody, and they just show up, and then now they're part of this team, and then then they're finding their voice and, like, all of that. And had no idea they needed that voice, and had no idea they needed those people to find that voice. It's so beautiful. We're going to play you guys Sunday along with the Moon Towers, and there will be close to 100 people playing baseball and another two or three X of that watching, and everyone out there is going to get something out of it for a different reason. I got Absolutely. a guy to go through a divorce. I got a guy to have a job. I got a like, I mean, everyone's going to be out there for a different reason. And I'd say, it's just a safe place to leave all the, check all that at the gate. And, uh, Oh my God. Ain't that the truth? I mean, I think, you know, once you get on the field and you're, you know, it's hard to think about anything else than catching a ball or hitting a ball or, you know, communicating with your teammates. It's uh, it's a way for me personally to decompress from so much work. And being so just, like, amped up and, like, scheduling and, like, all this crazy stuff. Um, uh, so it is, it's uh, decompressing, even though it's almost, like, active, it's active meditation, really, in my mind. We're still five or six days out, but all I'm thinking about is whipping the Ramblers ass on Sunday. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, You hey. watch out, buddy. I know you did. Uh. <laughs> we'll kidding. see. Have y'all heard of, um, it's the, what, the um, San Antonio Dingers? Dingers. Texas Dingers. Okay, Texas, Texas Dingers, because there's, there's another team here in Austin. I don't know if they're still going around, but um, we had a game with them, and they're really good. Um, I haven't heard from them in a long time, but they're the Swinging Dingers, they call themselves. I haven't heard of the Swinging Dingers, okay. but the yeah, Texas Dingers are playing Saturday morning at the long time. Oh, followed against by, you guys? Against two, us. and followed by who? Big, Saturday's a big day. Tell us more. Uh, okay. yeah, they're tell us playing the Gallos. 
And then <gasps> the Gallos? They're in town? Yeah. What the fuck? Okay, we got to go. Yeah, so they're oh. playing the first game. And we got to meet the San Antonio guys. They want to do um, a game, I guess, with the Ramblers in September or August. Yeah. August, September. And we're playing the Diablitos from El Paso. Oh. Okay, I'll be there. Simone. Have to. All right. They play apparently on um, the Texas Dingers out of San Antonio play on one of the historic historic landmark Negro League fields. And apparently, uh, who's it? Nick from the Parakeets has seen that field. And apparently, it's a miraculous, beautiful field. Like, so it's the same reason we need to get on downs here in town. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. and uh, anyway, they, um, anyway, I, I don't know them yet, but I'm going to come meet them on Saturday. Good yeah. to know that they're playing. I'm what excited to meet them. I I think we'd, we all kind of sort of talked about it that um, that would be a fun one to go to. Yeah. And it's a right fun, down the road. fundraiser for Forklift Dance Works. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey. Um, Saturday. Okay. So we're doing a little doggy dance. Bear and I are going to be stars nice. in the doggy dance. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Adorable. I'll uh, leave that one alone. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Dude, I wonder if my out of town visitor can handle two days at the long time in a row. What else would they want to do? <laughs> I mean, you got your dogs, you got your cocktails, your baseball. You all get to Bring hang a blanket. out the one day. You know, they can, like, kind of take a nap here Well, he'll there. have to hang out. He will, yes. Sunday, By but himself. Saturday you don't. Bring him Saturday, and you can hang out with him. Uh, and then he can watch me, you play on Sunday. Tell me the Tinder things are playing Saturday. Yes. Boom. Wow, are they kind of like a house band going on here? Yes, and some. I, they are. Okay, got you. Yeah, and there'll be somebody else is playing, too. I can't remember who it is. Okay. Stevie Nicks. Oh. Um, John Fogarty, Stevie Nicks. So... We're rolling up on an hour. Yeah. Anything else you all uh, have to say? Did Jack tell you that my car was accidentally stolen from a oh long time? Oh, my God. Accidentally stolen? Tell the story. There you go. It's now, now that I've, like, now that it's all said and done, it's kind of boring. No, no, no. no. It's not. Not Sorry, to them. Okay. Um, Hook this. Come on. That's accidentally stolen is great. Yeah, from the okay. long time. It sounds like a George Jones We're trying to get people story. to the long time. I and think Jax already has a screenplay written about him. <laughs> he, uh, anyway, at the end of our game, I guess it was two weeks ago now? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, we were some of the last to leave, and Wesley and I were walking to my car, and my car wasn't there. There was another black SUV there, but not mine. And I was like, you know, uh, we were parked like three and four deep at that point. So I left my keys on the dash in case Maxie or someone else needed to move my car. Mm-hmm. I thought Max that was being the groundkeeper, FYI. Yeah. I thought that was the proper etiquette. Absolutely. And um, anyway, so I was Lovely like, well, maybe, maybe it's just somewhere else on this property. So like Jack's running around. I think Maxie's running around at this point. I can't find the car anywhere. And so I realized that uh, I could track my car. And so I tracked my car on my phone, and I'm, like, literally watching it drive <laughs> away. <laughs> on I-35, right? I-183. 183. And so I call the police, and I have to wait at the long time. Lewis waits with me. Jack waits for a bit. These guys, a bunch of them wait for a bit. But then I was there. Jackie was there. Um, and then eventually it stopped, and it was 30 miles west of Austin. Laga Vista type area. Yeah, Hudson Bend. Okay. <laughs> so you yeah, they drove a long way to come to the long yeah. time. So you get. Sounds like a lake party. I'll say that. Parked in 
what is considered like a three million dollar home. <laughs> like, you must have a nice car. But in the meantime, Jack and I were. I, you know, when you're violated, you feel like okay, something bad has happened. But I just didn't have that feeling. I was like, something is not bad about this. <laughs> and Jack was like, we can figure this out. And I was like, somebody, it's a drunken mistake somehow. And how close was that car to your car? The car that was left to your car. Mine was right in front of that car. They were like, a, right. You said they were both black SUVs were like at least the same make and model? No. Okay, no, not at all. They were similar in size and color. But also, <laughs> the other me. car, the other SUV, black SUV, had, um, right, like a baby <laughs> a baby thing in the back. A baby, oh, a baby I didn't seat? even look. Baby seat. Jackie, that's called a baby I'm like, seat. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> we don't, not around we don't have babies, babies yet. I baby don't know. Carrier. <laughs> I thought you were going to say spinner. I think you going to say spinner rims and, and neons. Anyway, uh, so it was kind of a drunken mistake. Someone got drunk who owned the other black SUV, and decided to ride home with her husband instead and told a friend to drive her black SUV home. I left the keys on the dash. (laughs) And so that friend got in the wrong SUV, and mine started because my keys were on the dash. Anyway, I eventually was able to send the coordinates to my car. Oh, and you have a push start? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. So I sent the... This is hilarious. I sent the coordinates of my car to the police in Hudson Bend, or the sheriff did anyway, and they put us on speaker together, and I made them bring my car to me the next morning with a full tank of gas, and nice. the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great story. <laughs> so I guess, like, the, you know, tell Max, Maxie, if you leave your keys in your car if you're parked deep. Or would that be something even that he would be into, like, No, I would, I would say just that, don't do that. that just yeah. don't leave that your keys fuzz in your car. That was he had 350 fuzz. cars out there that, that was, day That was a that lovely was a lot of thing to do, but know, don't do it nice. again. Don't do yeah. it again. Okay, so <laughs> Especially for a push button. A push button and, and start. <laughs> and for those of you out there, it's okay to come in a long time. There's no malicious behavior. That was an accident. It was an accident. Yes. There you go. There's only been yeah. one car no bad accidentally stolen. Stolen in a long time. Ever. Acc- Ever. That's, that's the t-shirt. Sandlot. Accidentally stolen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, I mean, does anyone got a fucking Lone Star from your first Morpha trip? Yep. That was it. I just needed a ice cold light beer. Rather than a canned tequila drink to get through the day. Or nine. Or nine. Yep. Well, thank you all very much. Seriously, thank you all. Great job. Cheers. Thank you all. Thanks for joining the league, and thanks for all you've brought to the table. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Uh, This is amazing. You make us better. Thank you. Our theme song is by The Tender Things, written by number 33 of the Texas Playboys, Jesse Ebal. Mm -hmm.